and welcome to Power Up Your Potential with me, Leslie Unger, President, Electric Impulse Communications. I call it getting the butterflies to fly in formation. Everyone gets butterflies if they are honest. Different scenarios may cause the butterflies. For some, it may be public speaking. For others, it may be speaking to a reporter. Johnny Carson once said, this was while he was still alive, that he got nervous every night before he came out from behind the curtain when Ed McMahon said, here's Johnny. He said when he stopped getting nervous, he would stop hosting. I always wondered if that was why and when he decided to retire. It's not whether or not you get butterflies. It's whether you can get them to fly in formation, which means whether you can get them to help you rather than to hurt you, to energize you, to get you to practice rather than to impede your speech. There are three ways to reduce nerves. All three you need to do before your speech. And one you also do during your speech. Number one, you breathe like a whale or a geyser. You pick. Do you want to be a whale? Do you want to be a geyser? Take your left hand and place it somewhere on your spine. Where you just placed your hand is now your blowhole. That's how you're going to get your air into your diaphragm. You would start taking a deep breath and when you exhale, instead of it coming out your mouth, which truly I know that's where it's going to come out, you want to push it, push it, push it down into your diaphragm and get it to come out that blowhole and make a big geyser behind you. What that does is get air into your diaphragm. Now here's the little trick. If you start with enough air, you will end with enough air. If you don't start with enough air, there is no way to get enough air without completely stopping what you're saying. Stop talking and get in a couple breaths. And nobody wants to do that because that couple breath feels like you're stopping for an hour. Of course, you're getting enough air to breathe. You're not passing out. Most people are not passing out when they speak but they're not getting enough air to sound empowered. Have you ever heard someone with that breathy sound that it sounds like they're gasping for air? It's because they have enough air to breathe. They don't have enough air to sound empowered. Now practice this every day. Practice it when you're walking to your car, when you're walking down the aisle at the grocery store so that the days you really need it, you can count on it. You need to know what it feels like to push that air down into the diaphragm and know that you can start out with an empowered voice. The second thing you want to do to get those butterflies to fly in formation is you want to count backwards. Counting forwards does not count. And the reason it does not count is that you can count forwards and still say, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. But it's really hard to count backwards and think about that speech or that reporter or that stage. Can you swear to me that Martin Luther King was not counting backwards before he gave the I Have a Dream speech at Lincoln Monument? Of course you can't because nobody sees you counting backwards. Pick a number and count backwards. 
You have to practice this on days when it's not important so you know it works. What you're going for is at what number can you feel that knot in your stomach relax? Now you might tell me, well, how do I practice it on unimportant days when I don't have a knot in my stomach? You can still feel your stomach relax one more notch when it gets air and when you're less stressed. So you want to pick a number. I had a lawyer client one time that said it only worked if she picked a number that ended in seven. Great. That's why you have to practice this. Count backwards and feel that place where your stomach relaxes. For some reason, men have a little more trouble with this one than women do. That's why you want to practice it so that on a day when it's important, you can say, I'm going to handle brain freeze because I know to breathe, to count, and to do the third thing, to use your right hand. This is the one you want to do before you speak and while you're speaking. When you use your right hand, it engages the left side of your brain. It's the left side of your brain that thinks it's really funny to leave you standing there at the podium and have no idea what to say. So if you picture your dog, if you let your dog out in the morning and you don't have an invisible fence that works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't, you don't even have one, you just let the dog out and you go to work for eight or 10 hours and you come home, what are the chances that that dog is still going to be there? But if you went out with the dog and the dog was loose, but every couple minutes you said, Fido, come. Fido, I'm still here. Fido, here's a biscuit. The chances are that dog would not get too far because you would keep calling him back. That's what using your right hand does. It keeps calling back the left side of your brain and says, don't leave me standing here. Don't go out to lunch. Stay with me. So before you speak, you want to go into a private room so they don't think you're crazy. Make big circles with your right arm so that you start out knowing the left side of your brain's engaged. Eventually, you won't have to actually do this. You can just do this figuratively sitting at the banquet table. Then you want to put, guess how many, three places in your speech that you use your right hand. So you might use your right hand to show three. There are three reasons that we voted this way. You may use your right hand when you count off the first reason, the second reason, the third reason. But you want to practice this because just saying use a gesture with your right hand is not enough. Where's the hand going to come from? Is it going to come from the side? Is it going to come from the front? And how long do you leave it there? All of a sudden you look at it and it's still there and it's like a puppet that didn't go home. So you need to practice this, but the right hand is the one that you do during your speech. The counting and the breathing you do before your speech. You deserve to know one more secret that most people don't know. And that is you do not practice on the day of your speech. I know some of my clients cheat, even though I tell them this. So I tell them if you're gonna cheat, give yourself six hours between the last time you practice and the time you're giving the speech. This will help with brain freeze because if you practice all the way up to the time you're giving a speech, at some point you're gonna look down at a note and your brain's gonna freeze. And you are not gonna know for all the tea in China whether you just said that line or whether you said that line in practice a half an hour ago. So there's a saying on the horse show circuit 
and Electric Impulse Communications was named after a horse, there's a saying, don't leave your best ride in the barn, which means don't ride your best when it doesn't count. You want to ride your best when it does count. To have your best ride in communication, whether it's at a podium with a reporter on a stage, you need to breathe, count, and use your right hand. And don't be practicing the day of your speech. Thank you for joining us and listening to Power Up Your Potential. Until next time, it is time to supercharge. Supercharge.